Hey, welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm your host, Walter Swaim. Now, last week I made a mini announcement uh, podcast uh, saying that I I was taking a break. Uh, I had just been uh, at the peak of so much activity in my job as a pastor and, and chaplain and was just beginning to feel very overwhelmed. Uh, But now I'm starting to come out of that and getting back to the podcast with informative topics. And I just want to thank you for your patience with me. So are you ready? Let's strap on the belt and let's go. Recently, a situation came to light, and we see many of these happening constantly across the U.S., where the use of preferred pronouns was resisted by a professor and it ended in a lawsuit. Now, who knew, right? What, a lawsuit? Who does those anymore? Well, anyway, the professor brought a lawsuit against the university where he had worked for years, since the 90s, for their infringement, the university's infringement on his free speech and religious liberties over the preferred pronoun issue with a student. Now, in 2021, the court surprisingly ruled in his favor, but then in April of this year, uh, they also came to a settlement, he and the university, and his freedoms as a professor uh, were restored, as well as a financial amount paid to him. Uh, Now, this and regular occurrences now of demands and lawsuits over the use of one's preferred pronouns brings us to the question and a concern for the Christian in particular— now, that, that question is, should believers use preferred pronouns? In other words, if a transgender or non-binary person wants you to call them by their preferred pronouns, are you morally, socially, or best yet, biblically obligated to do as they ask or demand with preferred pronouns? Well, As we do here in Truth Unbound, let's find out what God says. What guidance does he give us through his word? And we're going to do that right now. Again, I want to thank all of you who listen to this uh, Christian and biblical podcast And so that you can continue to receive the latest from our program, and also that we together can expand the family of Truth Unbound, would you further our ministry together by clicking like, by subscribing, following, and sharing the link to this podcast with everyone you can. So I really, really appreciate that. Now let's get back to the theme of today. Now, coming back to the case of the one professor accused of not using the preferred pronouns of a student who identified himself as a woman, this article describes the scene where, after class, the individual approached Merriweather, that's the name of the professor, his last name, and demanded that the professor refer to him as her and as her and use female titles and pronouns. Now, Merriweather said he wasn't sure he could do that and was threatened in response, according to the documents of the court. The situation then escalated when several managers also became involved, or managers or directors in the university. Now, the teacher made an attempt at a compromise. He offered to use the preferred pronoun, pronoun, but would include a warning in his syllabus, noting that he was doing so out of obligation. Well, of course, that was rebuffed by the university, and he was eventually reprimanded and given a written warning. 
a union appeal failed. It was uh, rejected by the provost, Jeffrey Bauer, of the university, who allegedly openly laughed, quote-unquote, when the union representative tried to explain why Meriwether felt conflicted because of his faith. Now, it just went to federal court, and they ruled in, in favor of the professor and against the university in this case. Now, in other news related to what we're talking about today, should the Christian uh, use preferred pronouns, there was a poll that was recently done, and it, the results of it came out. It was done in the U.S. of uh, 1,900 voters asking them whether children should be able to choose between using he, she, or they, or whether they should just be addressed by their biological sex. The results revealed that nearly 6 out of 10 respondents, 59%, said that children should be called by their biological sex. So this whole thing has divided the country. It's pressured many in various cultures even now. It's extended to other cultures, other countries, to whether they should all agree to accept and use the preferred pronouns that a transgender or non-binary person or whoever wants them to use. But more importantly to us as believers is whether the Christian should be okay with that and use the preferred pronouns at their uh, request or demand. Well, first, what does it mean to call a person by his or her preferred pronoun? Some of you may not have even come up on this or even heard of this yet. Well, it's simply that a non-binary or transgender person prefers, or most of the time even demands, that others use the pronouns they want you and others to use, such as in the case with the student and the professor. It was a guy, but he identified as a woman, and you should be using she or her or some even say, I'm non-binary, I'm not either, I don't, I don't choose either uh, male or female, so use they with me, they or them. So that's what that means. Now, of course, if you don't do as they ask, you're disrespecting them and you're offending them. And it could result even in disciplinary, disciplinary actions in some cases, as we've seen with, in the case of this professor and there are many others. Well, God's word shows us three reasons why the believer should not use one's preferred pronouns. And we're going to show that biblically here. The first reason is theological. For instance, it's simply said by God in Genesis 1.27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Or in other words, a person cannot be the opposite gender that God gave them biologically from conception in their mother's womb. It's how he created them, either male or female, and it can't be changed. Now, many, it's tricky, they're clever, because many who are transgender and non-binary try to manipulate this by dividing one's gender from the sex they were born with. They proclaim that gender is fluid, that it can change, and it depends on one's feelings of who they are at the moment such as we saw this week with Demi Lovato. Last year she was, she felt she was one sex or no sex, and this year she feels she's a, or a gender, and this year now all of a sudden she feels like another and she feels more like a woman, so please go back to calling her she or her. And so they say that gender depends on how they feel, whereas one's sex is biological and it's, it's with the body, it's connected to the body. They are different according to them, but the actuality and the reality is that one's gender is not divided from their sex. They are united and interwoven 
Those two things are are tied into one thing as God designed from creation for it to be and from God's creation of that person in the womb from the time they were conceived. So in other words, a person's change of one's gender is imaginary. It's in their mind. And it's also often used as a tool to manipulate reality to accommodate one's feelings so that they can achieve or get attention or get other things. According to the clinical definition of what this really is, it's called in psychology circles gender dysphoria, which is the term for a profound sense of discomfort and distress that can occur when your biological sex does not match your gender identity. It's a psychological illness. Or even today, if it's not that, it's due to peer pressure, especially among young people and teenagers, because it is fashionable to be so in the culture. If the believer uses the preferred pronouns of one of, of a person like this, demanding this or asking for it, they are validating the rebellion of the other against God, uh, against the form and gender and body that God gave them. We will be walking in disobedience to God with them by affirming them in that way. And as believers, we must believe, think, and reason according to God's truth and not the world's. He says he is renewing our minds. He's the true interpreter of reality. And we go by that. We filter everything through that. Now, there are some believers who even believe what I just told you and explained from God's word, but they say that in order to gain the trust of that transgender non-binary person, uh, it is necessary to be able to share the gospel with them eventually then, it's better to use the preferred pronouns they want. It is to love them as Christ loves us. But is that true? Is, is that really true? You see, the love of Jesus, as explained in his word, includes speaking the truth in love, as Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Those two things are not exclusive. So it is loving the other in a godly way by not using the pronouns they prefer. And that brings us to the second reason why the believer shouldn't be using preferred pronouns. That second principle that God gives us is starting with the Ten Commandments and throughout the Word of God, Old and New Testament, we are not to lie. It says, thou shalt not lie neither to God nor to other people. And so if the believer affirms to the person that he or she wants him or her to use other pronouns opposite to his or her true gender, he or she is lying to him or to her. Thus, we're not obeying God. We're disobeying God. Lying to them also is a widening of the circle of lies and hurts them and actually deepens the sin and struggle that that person carries inside. So what does a believer do when faced with a person with gender dysphoria, with a person that is asking you or demanding that you use their preferred pronouns? One good way to respond, and this is just a suggestion, although it will still be difficult no matter how you approach it, is to gently and respectfully respond to that person by saying, hey man, look, it's, it's hard for me to do that. And I really feel I can't but I'm not here to judge you. You may think that, but I'm not. But I am here to listen to you. I want to hear you explain to me why you think it's important that I should do it. It's not a trap. I really want to know. But when you explain it to me, 
would you allow me as well to explain to you what God says in his word about gender and why it's so hard for me to try to pref use preferred pronouns? That's all you as a believer can do at that point besides praying for them. But that is speaking the truth, but with godly sincerity and love. Well, I certainly hope that this has helped you, kind of clarified it for you, even in just such a brief way. And uh, I hope it's helped. But under the video or podcast itself, feel free to respond with questions and even express your experiences applicable to this same dilemma. And don't forget to click like and to subscribe, to follow the podcast, and to share the podcast with everyone you can. And remember to follow Jesus, because when you follow Jesus, you'll always follow the truth.